1: Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week?
0: Tom, I'll give you, I'll be honest here. (laughs) I'll give you the straight dope. Uh Uh-oh. Um not so hot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh it smells like poop in here.
1: Oh, is something going on with you?
0: No, Tom. Uh I have a, a small child, a son. Uh-huh. A baby in the house. Yeah. He uh does not yet poop know how to toilet? use a toilet. Yeah. As much as I've told him, you know, <laughs> I see him pooping. I can tell on his face when he's pooping and I'm just like, "Go get in get in the yeah, bathroom. We yeah, have uh, we got a yeah. place for this." Yeah. He insists. He insists on just pooping, I'm pooping his pants. Wherever he is, yeah. whenever he wants. Well, yeah. Like
1: father, like son.
0: We have hey, look, nobody's gonna tell me what to do.
1: <laughs> it's a free country.
0: Exactly. Uh, oh, you trying to uh step on my freedoms, Tom? <laughs> I have First Amendment rights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've gotten into that argument with you before, Tim, and uh I haven't liked how you how you win it.
0: Um, we've got a, we've got a thing called a diaper genie, Tom. Do you know about a diaper genie?
1: Like, uh, like, uh, the one in Aladdin? You would think so. You would
0: think it'd be a big, blue, uh, loud, charismatic guy that eats diapers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And when he once eats those diapers, they're not a problem anymore. They don't stink up your whole dang apartment. Yeah. You'd be wrong. It's just like a garbage pail that, like, I think... They they claim that this technology makes it, it makes it so that your whole apartment doesn't smell like poop. <laughs> your whole apartment still Is that smells like poop. specifically
1: what they claim. <laughs> we'll yeah, make sure it right there your on whole apartment doesn't smell like poop.
0: It's just like a garbage pail.
1: Yeah, uh, does, I don't know. Does it have like a
0: seal at the top or something? No, I mean it's got it's got this thing. It's like a regular garbage pail, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's like a little porthole that you open. Yeah, and like you like. It's a little circle that you open up and then you shove the dirty diaper in there and then you close it again uh-huh. um, but like it doesn't like have any like twisting motion or it, something it's that not like like the like
1: thing at the at the bank or something where
0: no th- that's what we should get some sort of airtight yeah uh, vacuum suction yeah or Did like you the ever pneumatic say... tubes. Tom, I know you've been watching a lot of uh, The Cosby Show lately. <laughs> Do you remember that episode where Theo got his own apartment and they had pneumatic tubes and they used it to
1: uh, get uh, sodas from the kitchen? What? No. I, I'd never really watched The Cosby Show growing up. Uh, I always had a feeling. Yeah, no, you've, been watch- you've been binging it no, a I had a for feeling, the last year. Even as a child that there was something wrong with Bill Cosby. Uh, but I've never seen that, and that's insane. That's an insane thing to show children and have them expect as an option when they grow up.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, ever since then, I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm moving out as soon as I'm able.
1: <laughs> I want a pneumatic tube that uh, I can get sodas through. Yeah. Um, I, uh, last... I
0: didn't really like soda as a kid. Yeah. Um, the bubbles were too intense for me.
1: Well, the about Sorry. a real a real tough kid. <laughs> um, uh, I went camping last spring, and it was uh, like a private campground, so it was like a private site, and uh, there was no uh, no place to go to the bathroom there except for a bucket with like uh, kitty litter and trash bags. And where was this? When did you do this? Uh, for my birthday last year. Oh wow. Uh and You didn't tell me you pooped in a bucket <laughs> for your birthday? <laughs> yeah, man. That was the only thing I wanted to do. That was actually fine. Uh the the whole like pooping in a bucket thing, because you could either do it like there was like a big canvas tent that we were staying in, so it's like you could either do it in there by yourself. You could be like, "Hey, I need uh, the tent for a little while," or right. like I I didn't want to do it in the tent because then I was like, you know, like you said, the whole tent will smell like poop. So I yeah. I dragged the bucket into the woods and did it there. And then I how was how heavy f- was the bucket that you had to drag it? Uh, <laughs> it had a lot of kitty litter in it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. more that. Uh, uh, how I, often did they change the kitty? Like, were there previous? Well, no, no. People's... you, you, Tim. It was self-reliance at its finest. You were okay. in charge of all that stuff. So that's
0: how the pioneers did it. They had to lug their own kitty litter, right?
1: Well, there was kitty litter there, but it was like you, you know, every time you went to the bathroom. I mean, I guess you could not change it if you wanted to we chose to change it we chose to have a nice time Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we uh you know you would you'd use the bathroom you'd use the toilet and then tie up the the garbage bag and put it in there was like a can there but then at the end of everything you had to take everything with you right yeah i bet let me guess you didn't no, 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 I, I you had to. <laughs> so, Let me guess you had dumped it in the river. Um, no, I did find a um a gas station that they were re- remodeling nearby that had that had like a dumpster you know, sitting there, so I threw it in there.
0: My, my favorite thing to do probably the riskiest thing i do do, <laughs> is
1: throw things in dumpsters that i'm not supposed to throw things into yeah i there's like a dumpster near me for a uh, restaurant and uh i'm occasionally i'll put my dog's poop in there but i'm always kind of nervous because like it, it's a diner and like i use that diner fairly frequently
0: i mean what do you want the uh you you expect the
1: dumpster to be pristine? No, but I think that they would be like, "Hey, this is our dumpster." You know how uh, people in New York listed. are.
0: Yeah, but also like, I don't think. Or a I'm going to order a, a hamburger,
1: small... and it's going to come with all my dog's poop, and they're going to yeah, be like, that's, uh, that's... "You drop this." Ooh yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how vindictive they would be if you put like a very small bag in a very large dumpster. No, I'm talking about remember when we were roommates, Tom, back in the day. Mm-hmm. We'd like when we got rid of furniture, we would just like find a dumpster on the next street. Oh and yeah, just, like, yeah, Throw it in there. That's the kind of yeah, like that a, I'm a place for. that
1: was remodeling or something. You yeah. just go bring your bulk trash and, to there. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, and like take up a a, a good amount of room yeah. in that dumpster.
1: Um, Teach them for leaving a dumpster out on the street all night. Exactly, take that stuff inside at night. But mm. um, I just remember having uh, first off the amount of poop and 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 in fairness, uh, well, not really my pee because I'm a boy, but my girlfriend would pee in the toilet. All right. I would I would go and pee in the woods like a man. But uh, the amount pretty of pretty tough, Tom. The amount of poop and pee two people produce mixed with kitty litter, A, made, made these bags. like It was like concrete. It was so heavy. <laughs> and then B, it was like the kitty litter is supposed to stop the smell and everything, and you have to take this stuff off site. I like put it in the trunk of my car, and it's, I thought I was going to pass out. I thought I was going to puke. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life.
0: Yeah, just driving
1: think, this to the dumpster.
0: I think plumbing is definitely <laughs> a good the idea. Most underrated uh, d- innovation, and I guess it's not all that new these days. No. Uh, that that we have, it's the most underrated luxury that we have. No, right? I mean,
1: remember when we went to the uh, to the the sanitation or what was it called? Like the the water treatment, the waste treat, yeah. waste treatment, yeah. Uh, it was fascinating what what they do with the with everybody's poop and pee. Nothing gross.
0: No, no, you're like all legal. It's all above board. <laughs> yeah, they have inspectors
1: go in there. I'm sure they do a background check for all the guys they hire. I was thinking I was thinking about this the other day and I was thinking about how like horrifying it was when they revealed, yeah, sometimes if there's like a lot of rain or a lot of people are using the toilet. Uh, we have to temporarily just dump everything in the river without treating it. And I I remember like everybody was like, oh my God. But then I was thinking like, yeah, I mean, what else would they do with it? What's the other option? (laughs) Have it go back up the toilets? This has been my
0: thing. Like, it's just magical yeah. and like we've grown up you know at least uh where we're from we've grown up just being like nope we all have these things in there in our houses that magically take this away like the worst <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah. you can imagine
1: <laughs> they take it away from you uh the, effectively the worst smelling and forever in the home there's a, a yeah. there's a special appliance that gets rid of it except if it's and a, like, it, it belongs to a baby apparently
0: yeah, and where does it go? Don't worry about it. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody's asking you to worry about it. Just they'll take care of it. You might not want to know, well, look, but like, you don't have to worry. Yes,
1: yeah, sometimes it goes in the river. <laughs> Just who's, going in,
0: who's hanging out in the East River anyway, Tom?
1: Exactly, yeah. Well, certainly not Oh, me no, now. there's
0: poop in there sometimes. That's the reason <laughs> I'm not going in there.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was kind of part of their explanation, that it was like, look, the river's gross anyway. <laughs> If anything, we're making it better by putting poop and and pee in there. Tim, you should come up with. Uh, there should be instead of a diaper genie, there should be a diaper toilet.
0: Um. Yeah. Some sort of. I mean, I think that could be part of the pneumatic tube system <laughs> that i
1: uh, uh. Look, the pneumatic tube system should be for one thing or the other. You know, we're getting too. Get maybe two pneumatic tube systems while you're getting everything put in.
0: That's true because, like, sometimes the di- like I could see the 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 sides of the tube. Getting all it, all, uh, all it needs yeah, is to smeared. happen one time. Tim, yeah, and you won't want to drink one any blow soda out your screw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I guess you could just get like a wider toilet. I also remember, like, anytime I've been uh like somewhere even remotely rural upstate. If they know you're from New York City, they're like, don't put diapers in the toilet. People put diapers in the toilet? I don't think so, but that's what everybody assumes everybody does in New York City. Are you now Googling, can I just put diapers in the toilet? <laughs> no, I was I was trying to Google if
0: I could get a picture of uh, Theo's pneumatic tube soda delivery system to show you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: think you're going to be able to find that online.
0: <laughs> i don't know The you, internet you'll channel- have to oh. draw
1: me a picture of it someday
0: <laughs> yeah i mean we'll go through your dv you did you upgrade to the blu-ray set um because you want I to don't support think, the doctor
1: i don't think uh the cosby show ever got released on blu-ray i think uh it's certainly not 4k blu-ray and probably never will be
0: it's damn shame
1: <laughs> it is what's going on with him now he's out of jail
0: yeah, he's out. Isn't I mean, he
1: supposed to have died a while ago?
0: He's a thousand years old.
1: Yeah. So I mean, usually when people are a thousand years old, they die.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of time. Yeah. Also, he was he was doing that thing where he's playing it up, right? Like yeah. suddenly one day, like he was walking into the courtroom and they were sentencing him, and he's like, "I forgot to tell you guys I'm blind." Yeah. Now I'm, I'm blind. blind now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's like we were talking about the other week with uh uh Harvey Weinstein saying, like jail is inhumane, I don't have a watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but same thing and he's with him. He, one. he was he, he pulled showed out up, the and walker.
0: he had a walker. Like yeah. uh two months earlier, he was like uh
1: you he know, was the perfect uh, picture of health two months earlier. <laughs> <laughs> a model human being. He, he he looked like uh Chris Hemsworth. He could do backflips and everything, and now all of a sudden he's a big fat guy with a walker.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Something. These guys aren't on the up and up, if you ask me. I don't think you can trust them. Something's fishy there. Tim, uh, there have unfortunately been a lot of uh, beloved people dying recently, beloved celebrities.
0: Betty White. Mhm. Bob Saget. That yeah. one that one hurts.
1: Yeah, yeah, really sad. Uh,
0: Sydney Potier.
1: Si- Sydney Potier. Uh yeah, and uh uh we're not doing an episode about any of them. We're doing one about Robert Durst,
0: aka The Jinx. The Jinx. Release
1: the Jinx. <laughs> First off, nobody ever <laughs> Nobody ever proclaimed release the jinx, except for the jinx himself.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was my uh, prediction of uh, when our last president was uh, was inaugurated. I thought he'd just come out and his whole speech would be release the jinx, and then go, <laughs> and then like. Uh, all sorts of crazy things was it like it would be like the penguin, uh like all the henchmen would come out.
1: Yeah, and then uh the Jinx would just like come shuffling out from behind a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um you had asked before if we were gonna name this episode Robert Durst or if it was gonna be named the Jinx. And right. and I said to you, that's like are we gonna name the episode uh uh Clark Kent or Superman?
0: Right. And you revere the Jinx I revere. As if you were the Superman. As,
1: yeah, and and as much as Clark Kent, who is a pretty good journalist in his own right.
0: And you in your mind, Dr. Cosby is like a Captain America style. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Robert Durst, the Jinx, has supposedly passed away. I don't know whose word we're taking for this.
0: I mean, he's another one. He in that courtroom, Tom.
1: Yeah,
0: the Jinx looked rough that day. <laughs> yeah,
1: the Jinx. The Jinx did. I mean, but who knows with him? Anyway, but let's. You know what? We're when sp- your mugshot involves
0: uh, you having to have oxygen tubes <laughs> hooked up to your face, yeah, um, you're in a bad way.
1: But we're not, Tim. Some people are listening to this, and they're like, "Who the hell's the goddamn Jinx?" And to right. them, I would say it's Robert Durst, but they might say, okay, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> so I, I think we have to start with kind of a recap. We both became aware of the Jinx because of the HBO documentary, The Jinx. Well, no, Tom, I'm,
0: I'm very plugged into the New York City real estate scene.
1: <laughs> oh, I so mean, the... yeah, I did know of him before before that documentary. I mean... Yeah, you're joking about being plugged into the New York City real estate scene, but like the local papers in in New York City, it, that's like headline news. Anything some like big real estate developer does.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like, I think we probably were aware of him as like a, oh, weird guy that shows up on the cover of the Daily News and the Post every once in a while.
1: Yeah. Um. So the Jinx is uh, he's this old man. Well, now he's a dead man. Yeah. But he was the son of uh a really big uh uh real estate developer. Uh, what is it? Durst properties is their company, I yep. think. And there's Seymour Durst. Seymour Durst. Um Do
0: you know you know what Seymour Durst his his claim to fame is, Tom? What's that? Uh he invented uh the national debt clock. Oh, you know, that clock that uh, is like, this is how much the U.S. is in debt. And it's yeah. basically like, stop spending money, lower my taxes. <laughs> These, You know, which w- would have been like, we're in so much debt. I guess you better raise my taxes because I'm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's always seemed like a real weird argument.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Durst Organization
1: okay i I didn't know that i thought uh seymour durst's claim to fame was uh having the jinx as a son
0: I thought he was uh he was famous for uh you know seeing uh additional dursts uh viewing additional dursts wait <laughs>
1: oh i see because his name was <laughs> Seymour so' the only thing you know about seymour the name Seymour butts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's just make sure we got that out of the way. Is any of the other stuff you said about him even true?
0: <laughs> the debt clock, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So uh, big, big real estate family. Um and yeah, I mean growing growing up here, like uh the Durstes, the uh, uh obviously Trump and uh like Leona Helmsley Uh, it was just the queen of mean, the queen of mean, she, she left all of her money to a dog, her dog, I think something like that. Then I married that dog. (laughs) And that, and that explains your, uh, obscene wealth today. And then that dog mysteriously passed away three
0: months later.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And you've been, and you've been wearing that diamond studded dog collar ever since, (laughs) That's that's a purely a coincidence, Tom. <laughs> I wear it in my 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 uh deceased wife's memory. Um, um the Durst family fortune is estimated to be eight point one billion dollars. Jeez, that's a lot of money. So yeah. basically they they had a few kids. I think there are three kids Seymour Durst had: Wendy Douglas and uh and uh Robert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Dougie. What was that? Dougie Durst. Dougie Durst. This is kind of like a succession, uh, scenario here. You've got, uh, the three kids all vying for the kingdom. Right. But- Except like, oh yeah,
0: and I guess there's a, there's like one weird one that they would never ever give
1: it to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, the other kids by all accounts are like, you know, just normal, obscenely rich, uh, you know, (laughs) awful people. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Robert Durst, he eschewed all that. He said, I don't really care about the money. All I want to do is be, uh, like a murderer. I want to be a real weird murderer guy.
0: Yeah.
1: So he, uh, Uh, He he went away to school, uh, I think maybe on the West Coast. But then, like, started like a health foods shop in the seventies. He met like another person who was into like you know at the time new agey type things, I guess, like health food. Um, And they got married, and then uh, like a decade later, that woman disappeared. Her name was Kathleen McCormick. Right now, one of the crazy things about this. Is that uh, at the time, he had been dating Prudence Pharaoh for three years.
0: Um, the woman who Dear Prudence, uh, the best Beatles song, yeah. uh, was written for. And the younger about-
1: sister of Mia Pharaoh. Right. Those pharaoh um, women really knew how to pick men, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... He- and that was like part of his uh claim that basically he like wasn't really involved uh, in her life at that time that they weren't living together. But meanwhile, he had she w- had shown up at like a friend's party, I think upstate was like the last time she was seen. and she was wearing uh, like sweatpants, which was unusual because she was normally like very put together and right. and like into fashion. And, uh, uh, she like, she was never seen again. Um, Robert Durst, it it was found out later that, uh, I, she had shown up at a hospital all bruised up and said he had beat her up three weeks before. Right. She had asked for a divorce. She had asked for a divorce settlement of $250,000 which when your family's worth $8.1 billion <laughs> and you've been dating somebody else for three years, you think you would say like, ah, eh, fair enough, all right. <laughs> yeah. Let's just settle this. But uh, no, he gave this uh, big long story about like that he put her on a train and she went somewhere else and blah, blah, blah. But then later in this documentary, he said, that's just what I told police. I was hoping that they would, that... Uh, that would just make everything go away.
0: Um, I mean, in his defense, like <laughs> all, right. all of this stuff. No, not in his defense for uh, the awful things he did. Mm-hmm. But people are like, "Oh, he's so stupid!" Like, uh, I can't believe he did that documentary and said all that stuff. Like, to be fair, like all this stuff happened like decades before. Yeah. Um. He never suffered any consequences. He, he the first consequence he really faced was like a few days before he died.
1: Yeah, I mean, he so did, they
0: were like, ah, what an idiot! He did all this. He's like, he lived to seventy eight and <laughs> got away with everything he, <laughs> except at the last minute. And they're going to overturn that. They're going to vacate that conviction.
1: This this particular um, uh, you know disappearance that was later still nobody ever found. Her family was able to eventually get her declared legally dead. Robert Durst was charged with her murder October 22nd, 2021. So just a few months ago at the time of recording this was when he was charged (laughs) and then he died, you know, uh, uh, a few months later. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm sure the last uh, couple of years of his life haven't been that pleasant, but also like. Even an ultra rich person in police custody probably lives better than you or I does, <laughs> well, <laughs> especially and, during a pandemic yeah, like I'm sure his uh his uh you know surroundings were nicer than our apartments <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean, and that's what I mean normally we don't cover like true crime type- type of things on this uh on this podcast, although we should if we want to be millionaires yeah yeah we we could be the next dirts if we had done that, but um, I think one of the one of the things that fascinates me so much about this entire case, and there's a lot more to talk about, but that basically, there's just like wh- at, at what point do you not even have to care about getting caught, but just by virtue of being so rich, you just won't go to jail, even if you don't really try that hard. <laughs>
0: right um it's i i
1: feel like the threshold isn't that high no i don't think the threshold's that high but i also think there's like it's like a couple million but i think there's like a secondary threshold of like even if you try (laughs) even if you (laughs) like brag about just making up your alibis uh on a on a HBO documentary you still just to be weird just like yeah. you know just to be weird <laughs> um just to be totally
0: random that's a, that's what robert durst <laughs> prided himself on he, he was just like uh if you had to uh describe me in one phrase it would be this totally <laughs> random
1: <laughs> so he um uh after his after his first wife disappeared He offered $100,000 for his wife's return, then reduced the reward to $15,000. I've never heard of somebody (laughs) reducing a reward. Again, when neither of these amounts of money, would he would even notice. You know what, Tom? What? That is a brilliant scheme because he knew
0: that she was dead, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So he's like, oh, bring her back to me alive. I'll give you (laughs) $100,000. Right, and then he's like, uh, "On second thought, make that fifteen thousand dollars." People are like, "Oh, well, if like he knew that nobody could he collect on it, he must be scared it. that he,
1: somebody's gonna find her." Exactly, <laughs> and
0: so like if, if like he doesn't want to make it too dead, enticing, he'd be like, "You know what? Make it a hundred million dollars." Yeah, would be sure. So, uh, pretty savvy move on the j- <laughs> score one for the Jinx. <laughs>
1: um. When one of McCormick's friends and her sister found out that she had been reported missing, they broke into her cottage hoping to find her. Instead, they found the cottage ransacked, uh, all of her mail left unopened, and all of her belongings in the trash. Also at her uh, New York City apartment, uh, I think like uh, three weeks after she was missing, they found all of her belongings in a trash compactor. Uh, He had apparently just thrown everything out. Again, not being very like... Oh, no, my wife's missing. I hope she comes back by just being like, nah, she's gone. <laughs> Let me get rid of her shit. <laughs> Smash it up good. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the beginning of the Jinx's trouble. But that is certainly not the weirdest stuff he did. No. That came later with this woman, Susan Berman. Now, yeah. what's important about her is she provided the alibi for him. He's... These weirdos will always turn on you. <laughs> um, so she, uh, I forget exactly what the alibi was, but it it helped establish that, like, oh, he couldn't have had anything to do with uh, with with her disappearing. You know, I was with him or whatever. Now she right. is the daughter of a nineteen forties gangster. <laughs> <laughs> These people,
0: I I feel like certain people like. Mm-hmm. You should be taken away from certain families uh, uh, at birth and not know about it. Like I think, I don't think the ultra rich should be able to have kids that mm. they're they're allowed to raise. I think you just have to like put them with a normal family. <laughs> um, and also, nineteen forties gangsters shouldn't be able to be like, and I'll raise this daughter.
1: I mean, I was gonna say it sounds like he didn't pass along his like gangster instincts to her. Because she, um, she got, you know, charmed by by uh, uh, Robert Durst in a way and, uh, you know, uh, provided cover for him. And I feel like if her right. dad knew about it, her dad would have been like, see, yeah, you can't be trusting guys like this. Right.
0: Um. She would be like, uh, when Robert Durst came to be like, you have to give this uh, alibi for me. Mm-hmm she'd be like, okay, uh, but I'm going to give you to the count of 10 <laughs> to get the hell out of my office. One, two, 10, and then you pump them full of lead. Yeah.
1: Robert Durst kind of looks like the guy, a gang, like a 1940s gangster would be like, hey, you're not going to talk, see? Well, we have ways <laughs> to make you talk. Come on in, doc. <laughs> and Robert Durst comes in with like a little, uh, little case and he opens it up and there's a bunch of stuff that looks like dentistry tools. But uh, yeah, he's there to torture on behalf of the mob. And the, and the mob doesn't even have to pay him just because he likes doing it so much. He just does it for jollies. Yeah. Because he's weird and random. <laughs> yes. Uh, Robert Durst, so random. <laughs> That's what it says on his uh, tombstone, I'm pretty sure. <music> this episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by... Better help, Tim. You ever, uh, you ever have something you really need to get off your chest? Constantly, Tom. Constantly, you're yeah. just walking around. You want to tell people you hate them or you love them or you, uh, you know where the treasure is buried. Interesting,
0: but... you went negative first,
1: but yeah, no, I,
0: there's I a lot of things. Love
1: second, and then the treasure. That's also the positive. treasure is the is the wild card. We it could be good or it could be bad. We all carry. Around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start affecting us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, as everybody knows, we're we're big uh, proponents of therapy on this podcast. Love uh, it. Uh, we 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 think it's. Uh, Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide today to get 10% off your, your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com Complete Guide. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so back to the jinx. Uh, uh, Susan Berman is second victim, presumably, and uh, I I forget. Oh no, they yeah, she doesn't go missing. They find her murdered execution style, like a bullet to the I believe to the back of the head.
0: Right. That's how they do executions, Tom.
1: Yeah. So and also very coincidentally, that night Robert Durst flew from San Francisco back to New York. I believe she was either living in San Francisco or L.A., but she was on the West Coast. He was on the West Coast when this happened and then flew back. And then again, the brazenness, in a 2005 deposition, he said uh, that uh, that she had called him shortly before her death to say the LAPD <laughs> wanted to talk to her about McCormick's disappearance. <laughs> so he's basically telling the cops, like, oh yeah, she called me and told me like they were on to me and they were going to talk to her So, uh, of course, I had to go and execute her, so she couldn't do that. (laughs) Um, And then later... It just
0: seems like, were the detectives just, like, too lazy to follow up? Is this just, like, paperwork that they didn't feel like doing?
1: I think a lot of it was, and and we'll get to the, the next murder that we, you know, know he committed. It's just he had unlimited access, and you know i feel like uh like murder cases it's kind of like you know how you try and get out of like a parking ticket uh by by i don't think this happens anymore because everything's computerized but like back in the day when parking tickets were handwritten it was like oh if they screwed up something on this if they didn't fill it out exactly right then you could have the the whole ticket dismissed
0: was that a myth that couldn't have worked right
1: no, it did work, but I think it was just very uh rare to actually f- have that happen. You know, the these uh parking cops, that's their job <laughs> so they know how to fill out the pretty basic form <laughs> correctly right. so that their tickets don't get thrown out of court.
0: Did you ever try to go uh fight a speeding ticket?
1: No, I've never gotten a speeding ticket, I don't think. Or maybe maybe uh, no, I got one once in Virginia. That the time the guy wouldn't let me go even though I worked for America's Most Wanted.
0: Oh yeah, you want you like being part of a corrupt system.
1: Tim, America's Most Wanted was not part of a corrupt system. We were we were maybe even the only real heroes out there.
0: I, I was pulled over for Mia's speeding. Me as production
1: intern, cataloging tapes, <laughs> opening up viewer mail.
0: Um, I got a a speeding ticket one time, and as uh-huh. the the police officer was writing it, he's like, "Um, this is gonna be really expensive, but you can go fight it, and they'll, uh, you know, just say I was lying, and they'll bump <laughs> it down." <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I had to take an afternoon off work and go to the courthouse. Or you could have just
1: paid the whole thing. Eh. Or, did you ever think of this? Maybe don't break the law in the first place, Tim.
0: Tom, I can't help it. I'm a a natural thrill seeker.
1: And then, Tim, what are you doing? You're pulling the same move as the jinx. You're now admitting this in in a, a piece of media... And you know, uh, by the time you're an eighty year old man, <laughs> you'll be the one uh, that's got a mugshot with oxygen tubes. Yeah, about it Pay hey, the, the hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> um. So, uh, of course, this woman gets killed, and they're and you know they're like, oh, this woman's like best friend is this guy who definitely murdered his ex wife or his, at the time, current wife, um, let, let's let go talk to him. Uh, the, I guess, stupidly, they talk to his sister first, so his sister gives him a heads up, like, hey, the police, they're interested in you, because uh, somebody- You exec- obviously murdered that lady. Yeah, because somebody executed Susan Berman, a woman who, it doesn't seem like anybody else had a reason to execute, so- uh, and, and you told the cops that you, uh, uh, th- that you talked to her and, and that she told you that, that they were interested. So Robert Durst does what anyone does when they're faced with the, with the prospect of, uh, potentially being arrested and charged with a murder. He decides to go undercover as a mute woman. In Galveston, Texas. Yeah. He moves out. It's
0: nice. This is like a novel, too. It's like, oh, and now we're moving to, like, Galveston, Texas for this weird chapter.
1: Yeah, where where it's like, look, all right, we already did the story in, like, New York City, you know, the Big Apple. We did it out out west. Tinseltown. Out west in the, like, 70s and 80s during, like, the New Age movement and, and, you know, uh, all that stuff. Now let's move to Galveston, Texas, for a different type of story, and let's let's switch things up. Let's have the protagonist become a mute woman. Tom, say what you will about the Jinx, mm-hmm.
0: but uh, did you ever have the goose play you in a movie with
1: Kiki Dunst
0: uh, <laughs> no. opposite?
1: To, to translate again, Tim is talking about there was a movie called uh, All Good Things that starred Ryan Gosling as Robert The Booth, Goose uh The Goose and Kirsten Dunst aka Kiki, Kiki Dunst as uh as um what's her as uh, Kathleen McCormick I believe right
0: Yeah mm-hmm.
1: and, I don't I never saw the movie And the movie was directed by by a uh, movie director and after the movie came out Robert Durst reached out to him and was like hey put me in the DVD extras <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy that you made this movie about how I definitely murdered my wife. <laughs> and that that director is the one who went on to make uh, the, the documentary about the jinx. The jinx. Andrew Jarecki. Um, so you might think, all right, uh, Robert Durst, he's, he's taken on the guise of a mute woman. He's living in Galveston, Texas. Surely all of his problems are behind him now. He's He's got a fresh start in life. Uh, no, he uh, he murdered uh, somebody else living in the boarding house with him. So yeah, he, so he was living in a boarding His house, neighbor, yeah, uh, like uh, like an across the hall neighbor, right? So Which, a-
0: the guy has like 65 million dollars and he's living in Galveston, Texas, in a In a freaking uh, apartment. All he had to do is just not
1: murder these ladies, Robert Durst. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot about that part, too, that uh, uh, at some, I guess he was mad, even though he didn't want to take over the business, the family business, that he wasn't asked. So he got into like a big, he like sued his family and uh, and he walked away with sixty five million dollars, which, you know, seems like a very small sum. Uh compared Would you to what they'd walk they away
0: from your family for sixty-five million dollars. Oh, I'd walk away from them? my
1: family for sixty-five thousand dollars, Tim. I'd walk away from oh, everything. Yikes. All right. <laughs> um No, I mean and like he didn't even walk away. Seemingly he still threatened to kill his brother constantly. <laughs> I think it was more just like he felt like he was cut out of everything. Uh, probably because he was crazy and because he seemed to not want anything to do with all that stuff. Um, But I do think it's it's crazy when...
0: How fucked up do you think that family is? Like, you know that family. Like, oh, yeah. You know, we're like, oh, the Jinx is a real asshole. It's like, I'm sure, like, the things that Robert Durst saw throughout his well, life were, like, so, chilling.
1: So that was part of it, that he claims that uh, Robert Durst's mother killed herself and, uh, by jumping off the roof of their house. And he claims that like a few minutes before it happened, his dad went and got him and was like, Hey, come to the window. Let's go watch your mom. <laughs> and that like brought him to the yeah, window and then his, you know, and he watched his mom jump to her death. Um, which I guess like other family members have claimed isn't true. Uh, and I don't know what to think. Like, it could, I mean, he would make something like that up, but also it's like, I could see that being of like a real crystal clear origin story for the Jinx. <laughs> of, uh, yeah. like, yeah, uh, that's that's when he learned, you know, death was the solution to life's yeah. problems.
0: Just like picturing that like, kid all his life, like wandering the halls of like some dark you know shadowy estate yeah yeah i don't know
1: echoey big and empty
0: yeah all drafty
1: all all the help avoiding him
0: yeah because he looks like damien yeah
1: torturing torturing animals and stuff Mm. um so he claims that while he's living as a so he's living I, i don't know exactly the what the case was with this boarding house if it was like for particular types of people, because it seemed like there were a lot of old people there, maybe. Um, yeah. How, but, was,
0: how old was he at the time? He was like 50 or something, right?
1: Yeah, probably around there, 50, 60. So, yeah, not not super old, but he was pretending to be older and a woman and yeah. mute. But um, right. he claims that uh, this old man, Morris Black, grabbed... Uh, went and found uh, Robert Durst's gun that he knew where it was that he grabbed it and Robert Durst of course you know tried to get it back from him and that they tussled over it and during the the uh, fight uh, Morris Black was accidentally shot in the head and now because uh, you know uh, Robert Durst is already on the run he decided, oh, no, well, they're never going to believe me if I just tell them, oh, I was just pretending to be a mute woman. And this guy uh, uh, accidentally got shot as we were both fighting over the gun. He decides the best course of action is to cut the body up into little pieces and, and, and try and get rid of it by throwing it into the river or the bay. Again. I forget which one.
0: Tom, you're mocking him like, oh, he thought this would be. He got away <laughs> with
1: it. It worked. Well, but What the, he did worked. But the crazy thing is he got away with it because they apparently in where he was, at least in Texas, the. Not that there are no laws against what he did, what he claims to have done, but that they're not that the laws aren't very. uh uh i don't know they don't don't carry big sentences of like mutilating a body right and because he they never found uh this guy morris black's head so nobody could ever prove robert durst's story was true or not true because they couldn't find the head that he you know and, and see like oh yeah he was shot in the head Right. Although I still don't think that would have really proved anything. None of the, none of
0: this makes sense. Like you can't just hide a body part and be like, oh, you didn't find the whole body
1: of innocent. <laughs> yeah. Um so the the but again, he was going up against Galveston prosecutors with like the best lawyers money could find that basically right. just argues to the jury like the prosecution cannot uh they can't prove that our client's story isn't the truth because they can't prove even that he didn't get shot in the head. Right. He got caught. um, uh, This is the best part. (laughs) At this time, he was shoplifting in a Wegmans. He was shoplifting Band-Aids. Don't shoplift at a Wegmans. (laughs) Yeah. This place is classy. He was uh, he was again dressed as a mute woman, and he was shoplifting band aids, a newspaper, and a chicken salad sandwich. He had five hundred dollars cash in his pocket, but he was shoplifting those three items. And then you
0: you've been known to shoplift for the thrill of it, Tom. Can you explain your thinking behind that? Do you I, think that's what he was doing?
1: No, I don't shoplift for the thrill of it. I shoplifted once a few years ago i shoplifted a hat from a walmart and it was more out of laziness because i was using the self-checkout and i didn't realize this dumb hat i wanted to buy didn't have a price tag on it so i couldn't scan it and i did i didn't want to go back and get another one so i just put it in the bag and figured it's fine it's walmart
0: i almost shoplifted uh can of beans from a Gee, supermarket uh,
1: uh, 1930s hobo I was uh,
0: I was out getting uh, uh, ingredients for a dip mm-hmm. my sister-in-law was making for uh, for New for New Year's Eve
1: yeah we
0: were all together and I went to a Long Island supermarket and I just needed one can of beans
1: oh and there was like and, a crazy uh, line
0: crazy line uh, maskless uh, oh, people yeah. just like uh, and I was just like uh, this costs 89 cents. I'll like, <laughs> I'll put $2 near the door and just walk out. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I'm a coward. I had my brother go wait online, and I waited outside. <laughs>
1: like, you wait in line. I'm going to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so not only that, then they found in his car, $37,000 in cash, right. five ounces of weed which is a lot. Where of...
0: Where did he get that?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh no, this is yeah. I'm sorry. They found um, forty two thousand dollars, a thirty eight revolver, four bullets, and one spent bullet. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's where he got all that weed. <laughs> yeah, uh, five ounces of weed. Which yeah is like, uh, you know, even if he was like a heavy weed smoker, that's like a lot of weed.
0: Was he going to like become a guy that you meet in the parking lot of the diner and be like,
1: no, like, like I kind of got the impression that cause like there aren't other stories at least that I've seen of like, Oh yeah. And he was like Snoop dog. He, you know, always had a joint. Yeah, in his He mouth. likes to party. I think it was more that he was like, liked to smoke weed occasionally or maybe even regularly. And was like, I've got to go into hiding for like a year. <laughs> so I need to make sure I've got enough. He had a flesh colored latex mask with him, a fake ID. um. In addition to the $42,000, he also had a UPS tracking number that led to a package with $117,000 in it and a pair of shoes that his friend had sent him <laughs> from New York City. <laughs> must have been nice shoes. <laughs> yeah and uh bruno Molly's, do you think and apparently well that is the official shoe of murderers um and apparently he uh was uh going to flee to cuba right at that time so he got uh actually i i believe that that might have been later. I'm not sure which time that was. That they he got should gone. send him to Cuba, right to Guantanamo Bay. If you ask me. Well, he's dead, Tim. So I don't know what uh, good that would. They do. should send his body there. <laughs> um, but the the so he got like time served <laughs> to scare the inmates there. <laughs> they should they should they should bring uh. Like, ah, it's been 20 I years, and this guy won't talk. No, I think they Send should just in the jinx. Uh,
0: have a, a traveling, uh, like uh, a a traveling show where they bring the the body of the jinx from city to city <laughs> to spook people.
1: <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> set like, them
0: up in like a ah! kind like, of pose,
1: like the bodies exhibit, but for the jinx. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this Morris Black. Uh, you know, he was acquitted of murder. He got like a, a little bit of time for uh, dismembering the body and stuff. But but it was like time served. So he got away scot free. But like the one rule was uh, like, y- you know, you gotta you gotta stay out of town. We don't want you back in Galveston. <laughs> he got caught back in Galveston because the trial judge saw him at a mall walking around. <laughs> You just leave. You're fine now. Yeah, but but he went back to a mall and it, I think he went back to the boarding house, like the, the things he was told specifically not to do. Now, I didn't know about this. I, I think maybe they mentioned this in the in the documentary and maybe I just forgot, but there's at least two other disappearances that they think he might have been responsible for. Uh, one was a, uh, a college freshman um, who visited his health food store in 1971 uh, the day she disappeared. And she was last seen that afternoon near a bus stop across the street from the store. Um, and uh, let me see. Oh, and then another one, um, the, uh, a different woman that uh uh Mitchell her last name was and uh, she went missing in 1997 from uh Eureka Oregon and uh the credit card records place Robert Durst in Eureka at the time and uh they believe you know she- what
0: when the when the detective got <laughs> that uh, credit Christ. card
1: statement you know what he said uh, the woman may have volunteered in a homeless shelter that Durst was frequenting again, because. <laughs> frequenting you know,
0: a homeless shelter. Yeah. Uh, he,
1: he, and he. Uh, dre- w- while I don't know if he was pretending to be mute, but he was dressed in women's clothing. He had visited um, a shoe store owned by this woman's aunt. And she was last seen walking to work from her aunt's store. And uh, possibly speaking to somebody in a stopped car and uh, a witness sketch of the person she was talking to resembled uh, Robert Durst. So two other disappearances where he was he he was one of the last people seen near uh, the you know, speaking with these women who then disappeared like, you know, 10 minutes later and were never, ever heard from again.
0: Right. And seemingly, like, all this stuff, like, they just never follow up on.
1: Or they do, and it's just there's... I mean, in fairness to him, it seems like he's very good at getting rid of bodies, except for that one guy. Um, Yeah. And they just don't... Yeah, they've just kind of got nothing to go on except for, like common sense of, well you, you know look at this guy's background look at his history I mean that's why the the, the documentary is called The Jinx because it's like either this guy's like an incredibly cunning murderer or he's just like the most unlucky guy ever that just keeps being in the wrong place at the wrong time
0: yeah which you know
1: th- that's possible also he. Um, go ahead Oh, I was just going to say he also had uh, seven Huskies named Igor. All of them were named Igor. and Not
0: at the same time, right? No. Did I each one succeed the one before Each,
1: it? Yeah. They all disappeared suspiciously. <laughs> disappeared? Yep. Just people don't. He There's a recording of him where he's talking about his brother Douglas, where he said he wanted to Igor Douglas... <laughs> So he used his seven missing dogs uh, names as a verb to his brother that his brother is like, yeah, he, he wants to kill me. He's, he's been trying to kill me for years. Um, but when he was uh, confronted about this, about having seven dogs, he said that's not true, that he only had three dogs, three dogs named Igor, that <laughs> one of them got run over. One died in surgery after eating an apple core, and then- <laughs> You wouldn't need to have surgery for that.
0: Oh, is it the cyanide, term? I've been warning about the seeds.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe. and But again, it's like, well, did you give him that to see what would happen? Also, I think a dog can eat an apple core. <laughs> I think that probably happens all the time, right? Uh, and then he said- the, uh, a "The husky
0: can't eat an apple core? That's uh, That seems suspect, I... right?
1: <laughs> I I think they probably wouldn't.
0: Can a dog eat an apple core? This it came up as a suggested that's a thing. question.
1: Yeah, well, probably because dogs. Oh,
0: Rover. dot com. Uh, can my dog <laughs> eat apple cores? No. While apples are an affordable, low calorie snack for dogs, the apple core isn't pet friendly.
1: Yeah, that the tough sense. center
0: of the apple is a choking hazard and the seeds contain a very small amounts of cyanide.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume it's probably just because like, you know, it, it's uh, too tough on like a dog's stomach. They probably can't pass it.
0: This is bullshit. No. If your dog is eating an apple core and doesn't appear to be having any trouble, there's no reason to immediately worry. The cyanide in apple seeds isn't a danger for after a single apple, but after the poison accumulates over long periods of it. So he would, might have been feeding Igor <laughs> a lot of apple cores just to see how much cyanide it would take Tim, to kill you, his dog. Are
1: you trying to claim that uh, the jinx is a liar? Um so he claimed the first Igor got run over. The second one died in surgery after eating an apple core. And that the third Igor was the Igor that, quote, lasted forever. <laughs> and, He's
0: got a good way of speaking.
1: And his brother is like, no, he he bought seven different dogs named Igor and practiced killing and disposing of bodies with these dogs. Right, which makes sense. Like you know, all these, uh, you know, he he really he's never been caught red-handed. Right. Um. He's a genius, Tom. <laughs> and the one time he did somewhat get caught caught red-handed with uh with this Morris Black, he wasn't caught with the head, and they they hid the head. Uh, <clears throat> Where do you think that head is? Uh, he probably fed it to an Igor. That's probably how uh, Igor yeah. one and two died. Uh, and then also I have in my notes that uh Robert Durst was in the Pandora papers.
0: Well, oh, I mean, no shock there.
1: Yeah. Although it is just crazy to me that, like, again, it's like you get to a certain level of rich, and even if you're like, nah, I'm gonna go live in a boarding house in Galveston and and murder people. <laughs> It's still like all right. Well, we'll still give you an accountant to make sure you don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> or Thank that God forbid the the jinx had to pay capital gains taxes. <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah, I mean it's just a crazy thing when when you're just that rich. And again, that's why I I find this entire case fascinating. A because he seemingly, you know, didn't really it's not that he didn't want anything to do with his wealth because he still leaned on it when he needed to but but I guess he didn't use his wealth to like live a nice life, yeah, he's just like hanging out
0: in the gutter and then uh <laughs> I don't know galveston texas i wouldn't wanna I wouldn't want live in a boarding house there,
1: yeah, it doesn't seem pleasant, yeah, it seems like the kind of place where a guy like the Jinx might pretend to be a mute woman. And then murder you one day, cut up all of your, uh, uh, the, your body, and then throw it out, and then not go to jail for it. <laughs> so they made this uh,
0: this documentary, The jinx where they uh, pretty much documented everything he said. Um, and it ends with him... With, Tom, this is my controversial take. Yeah. People were just like, he admits to it on a hot mic while he's going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I contend... The man admits to nothing on a hot mic.
1: Well, there was also controversy because they edited that. Yeah, Uh, they
0: they took the words out of sequence, what he said. Yeah,
1: they they changed up the sequence of what he was saying so that it seemed like it was escalating. Yeah. Like, you know, at first he's like, oh, God, what did I do? And he's like, oh, you know, I, I, I can't believe I see. He was pulling a a regular uh, Liam uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I almost said a Liam Neeson, where they they took his daughter. Um, he, where yeah, he he went to the bathroom. He still the mic on, and he's talking to himself. Um, but yeah, then they edited it together. But I mean, that documentary, the whole thing, it was still the craziest thing because. That was the finale, and he got arrested that night.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, weren't they pissed? Weren't the producers of the show pissed that he got arrested before the episode aired? Um, It's like, I remember getting a New York Times push notification on my phone at like, 5 p.m. That they had arrested the jinx, and I was like, What? What happens in this last episode? And like, they're like, Oh, all the dramatic tension has been. <laughs> like... Oh, I mean,
1: if they were pissed, <laughs> then that's stupid because that got me to like watch that episode right away.
0: Uh, well, because
1: I was like, don't Oh, call shit, them stupid,
0: you... Tom. Not... They, they outwitted the jinx, <laughs> and that's more than you've ever done.
1: <laughs> I've outwitted the jinx, I'm alive, and he's not hmm, is he, though? Yeah, and also, like, who knows what trap he might have set up for me.
0: Yeah. And also, I feel like his family, his rich and powerful family, mm-hmm. will still, like, go to bat for him, even though, like, he tried to murder his brother <laughs> and stuff or, like, showed up at it. Like, I feel like there's still a chance that um the Jinx's brother will, like... um find this
1: episode and try to sue us for all yeah, our words yeah, for like speaking
0: not, ill of how dare you say that about my brother
1: yeah i'm not worried about his brother murdering us like the like i was i mean the reason we've never actually done an episode about the jinx is because he he might find out yeah oh my god we only feel safe in doing it now now that he's uh no longer with us but um yeah, I'm not worried about his brother in that way, but I am worried that his brother, yeah, is gonna sue us or something. <laughs> just, just add money to the old estate,
0: right? But wait, hold on. At the end of mm-hmm. the Jinx, yeah. when he's like, "Oh, and the burping," I'm having difficulty with the question. What the hell did I do? I killed them all, of course. Yeah, he was he was speaking like. The way that they're gonna present this makes it seem like I'm saying, "Whoa, what did I? He killed them all, of course." Like,
1: it's not him being
0: like, "I killed those people." Yeah, and they'll never get caught.
1: (laughs) No, he didn't have to say that because it was uh, true. He just had to think it.
0: Got away with it. Yeah, he could say that and it'd be fine. Yeah, he could have gone like episode one, like yeah, I killed all those people. Well, I
1: mean, but that's like in all the episodes, like you know, there there's a thing with how he uh, uh, misspells Beverly, and like he he admits, like, well, whoever wrote that killed her, (laughs) and then it's (laughs) like, well, this is your handwriting; it looks the same, and you (laughs) misspelled Beverly the same way, and he's like, oh well,
0: will you excuse me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have to go to the bathroom. I'm never sure if it's EY or Y at the end of Beverly. Well,
1: you better figure it out, Tim, or else you're going to wind up going up the river one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, better lawyer up.
1: <laughs> uh, Tim, do you miss The Jinx?
0: Um, I don't think, you know what? I don't think we've lived in a jinxless world for long enough for right. me to properly miss him.
1: Do you think they're going to figure out more murders that The Jinx did?
0: Maybe, but it also seems like they just like stopped trying to figure out stuff. Yeah, like unless like their hand was really forced. Yeah, I so, was gonna um, say no. I'm gonna say no.
1: I could see them. Uh, he definitely did other ones, but that, um, yeah,
0: maybe I don't that, know. That's your speculation.
1: That that uh, they're never gonna find him out. I had no idea that apparently he is like a suspect uh, for being the Long Island serial killer.
0: Oh, I mean that's stupid. They're, that's not well, true. Well,
1: <laughs> no, because the uh, way he disposed of uh, this guy's body, uh, Morris Black, was uh, very similar to the Long Island serial killers' uh, victims. The, the,
0: no, I don't buy it. I don't buy it.
1: Are you are you mad that I'm besmirching the jinx's <laughs> <is> good name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying anything's possible. We don't know what this guy's capable yeah, I of. Guess I mean. So. You know, and and the, that case, like, you know, whoever did do it, it's like, ah, they almost got away with it. They did get away with it for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So who knows?
0: We'll see what happens, Tom. I got my own theories, and uh, you'll be hearing <laughs> about
1: those soon. <laughs> if you like the show, you can find out more at TCGTE.com. Hey, why not sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide Books the podcast is back, baby. We're back to books. I started reading The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Tim is back in The Hobbit.
0: Ooh, that's good. Like Sister Ooh. Act 2.
1: Yeah. Uh, You can get uh, episodes of that if you're a real nerd and you like J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, there's or, also a ton of there's
1: what yeah. hundreds of other episodes of yeah things? There, Books, y- the podcast y- you get the whole back episode too there will be the uh, whole kitten caboodle a book for you uh, is like we will, is what we like to say uh, follow us on Instagram <laughs> yeah we're always saying it follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. follow us on Twitter at complete guide you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds follow me at your pal Tim uh, and check out our subreddit r slash uh, tcgce. It's been quiet yeah. over there lately.
0: It has. Um, the, but calm was going before in, the storm. Whoever, you mean, what, what do you mean by the storm? <laughs> um, whoever was uh, posting the um, post every week of like the episode uh-huh. recap and discussion, stop doing that. I think they got, <laughs> it was like, why am I doing this? But that—that's <laughs> yeah. why I got—that's why I got quiet. People just don't go there. Hey, and if that's
1: you, reach it. out to us. Tell us why you stopped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're not
1: listening anymore. And we'll berate you into doing it again. Um. Yeah, uh, I still the
0: Discord's good too. Check out the Discord. Yes,
1: that that's linked on TCGT.com. dot com. Uh, Tim, any final thoughts about the Jinx? Um, I'm still a little nervous that, uh,
0: <laughs> we'll get hours for, for messing with the jinx.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he got away with all those murders. I could see him getting away with, uh, pretending to die, you know, and they're they they, they they're pulling the coroner's van out of the prison that he was in, and they're like, ah, oh, good thing that guy's dead now, and then all of a sudden you see the body bag rise up behind
0: yeah, and I think, you know, my idea for doing the the city to city, town to town tour of the Jinx's uh, <laughs> corpse. corpse. <laughs> Number one, everybody get a nice thrill out of it, and you do. You should. You should put his body into like a menacing uh, position. <laughs> um. But number two, so people can see that the Jinx is actually dead. But then one day he breaks out of the glass and uh,
1: <laughs> murders a college freshman. I was going to say, you do the tour of the Jinx's body, it will, it will terrify some people, but it will put others at ease. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them both. Maybe yeah. some, some people will go in there and they'll be like, you know, I needed to see with my own eyes. But now that I do... He's definitely, oh, wait, did he just move? Did he just wink at me? (laughs) Oh, no. If the jinx
0: winked at me, oh, my God. (laughs) I'd never sleep again. (laughs) There'd be rumors that, like, if you went and saw the jinx, he had put a curse on you, and you have seven years to
1: live. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's, you know, modern day going to be putting curses on people, it's going to be the jinx.
0: yeah. Be careful out there with the jinx, everybody. It might yeah. not be safe yet.
1: Make, but yeah, make sure if you if you go to the traveling jinx exhibit. <laughs> uh, like wear sunglasses or something so you don't have to look them right in the eye. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week.